Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. Is this thing gone? I said shots to Nick and Dawn. Him on the air radio every Sunday night, man. What up? Red Dragons. Shout out to the boy, Nick. I see you done. You about to witness the real talk, real talk. Put it in your air. We reach it for the sky, but we put it in the air. Not a glass jar, but I tell it to you clear. Am I on the air? We rock. Here's your whip, man. Am I on the air? Here's this mic here for nothing. My demographic pull do box office numbers. Weekend reviews said we number one getters. Now y'all on here, we're number one getters. Uh, turn it on, Nick and Dawn. And I'm like, turn it up, what the fuck, eh? We air it out, wear it out, and we winning. Him on the air, follow back, and we trending. You can't tell me what I bet not be. Don't give a FCK about the FCC. I'm the head for the hellas, voice for the voices. Him on the air, Sunday night, and I'm off this. Welcome back to another brand new edition of Am I on the Air? I am your host, Don Mega. Thank you for joining me on this lovely Sunday night. It is March 2nd, so it's been just a tad bit. It's been uh, just about two weeks since our last episode aired. Um, Do apologize for that. Uh, A lot of stuff going on last weekend. Uh, did the last episode of Future Endeavors, which is the award-winning wrestling and MMA podcast that I did, and um, you know we wrapped that up last Sunday, so that definitely took precedence. And then I was going to try to do an episode in the middle of the week, and then by that point, I said, you know what, we'll hold off. We'll do it Sunday night, March the second. We'll do it after the Oscars, so we could talk that and everything else in the world of entertainment. So there's a lot of news to get through. I'm going to have for you. Uh, a review of Nonstop, the new Liam Neeson movie as well. So, jam-packed edition. Welcome once again to the show. Tonight's episode is What a Bunch of A-Holes. <laughs> it's Season 8, Episode 5. And let's get it cracking. I'm very excited to be back tonight. So, we're going to start it right with the Oscars. Let's do it. Uh, for those of you that didn't watch, uh, spoiler alert. If you care, you might want to fast forward if it's something you don't want to be spoiled, which in this day and age, I don't know how you can't be spoiled with Facebook, Twitter. If you're on any kind of social media, uh, the Oscars were spoiled way before you could watch it back on DVR or anything like that. So, um, we're just going to run through the winners here and, um, overall, I thought it was a pretty boring show to be honest with you. Um, I ended up fast-forwarding through a lot of it. There was just not much going on in this show. I thought Ellen did a pretty good job as host, but overall it was just kind of bland. Um, You know, but that's the Oscars. That's kind of their thing. So I'm going to just run through the main awards. I'm not going to waste time with design, editing, and effects, all that kind of mumbo-jumbo. Let's just stick to the main awards. So starting off, we're going to do the best performance by an actor in a supporting role. And the winner, Wared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, no shocker here at all. Uh, Jared Leto's been killing it. He's been winning this award 
Uh, he won it at the Golden Globes. He won it at the SAG Awards. He's won it at the Spirit Awards. I mean, every award show that's gone down, Jared Leto has won for Best Supporting Actor. So this was no surprise. Congratulations, though. He did a great job in Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, best Animated Feature went to Frozen. Uh, this is no shocker here either. I would have went with Despicable Me too, um, but Frozen is killing it. It actually just crossed a billion dollars at the box office. So it, it's a massive, massive movie. So I'm not going to argue with the fact of it getting Best Picture for an animated film. All right, let's skip all. Of the, man, there was so many just weird, just kind of junk awards here. Um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Your winner is Lupita Nyong for 12 Years a Slave. Very, very cool. I actually just saw Lupita in Nonstop, which I'll be reviewing here later. So, segue. Um, let's see. We'll skip that. We'll skip that. Uh, best original song from a motion picture went to Let It Go from Frozen. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay went to 12 Years a Slave. Original Screenplay went to her from Spike Jones. Um, best Achievement in Directing uh, went to Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity. Well, well deserved. I, I was hoping he would win for this. And I picked it. So, great job. Uh, best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role. Uh, this is no shocker here. I really wanted Amy Adams to win for American Hustle, uh, but the award went to Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine. Uh, she was definitely the favorite in this category. Best performance by an actor in a leading role. Uh, this one was funny because um, I really thought Chiwetel Ejiofor was going to win for 12 Years a Slave. I thought he was definitely a lock. Everybody on social media was pulling for Leonardo DiCaprio for Wolf of Wall Street. I knew he wasn't going to get it, but it, you should have seen Twitter when he lost. It, it blew up with people just, oh man, give Leo his due. It's fine, people. It's fine. You're this is the one that I thought was a surprise of the night. Uh, Matthew McConaughey won for Dallas Buyers Club. And that's great. He did an amazing job in Dallas Buyers Club. Great physical transformation. Uh, well, well deserved there. So nice surprise of the night went to Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. And our last award goes for Best Picture. Best Picture winner went to 12 Years a Slave. Very, very cool. Um, the kind of expected. This is definitely what I assumed was going to win. Um, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's your Oscars uh, in kind of a nutshell. Um, just running down, want to make sure everybody is up to speed um, in the Oscar world. Um, we'll flip it right now. We'll go from the Oscars to the Razzies. <laughs> now, if you don't know, the Razzies are an award show uh, that happens the night before the Oscars. And they award the worst of the year. Now... I don't always agree with the Razzies because sometimes there's some movies I really like on this list <laughs> and and they just get ripped apart. Uh, so we'll run it down here. There's not that many awards. Um, the winner for worst remake slash ripoff or sequel went to the Lone Ranger. So congratulations, Lone Ranger. Worst screen combo, the award went to Jaden Smith and Will Smith in After Earth. Worst screenplay went to Movie 43. Director went to the 13 people who directed Movie 43. Worst supporting actress went to Kim Kardashian in Tyler Perry's Temptation movie. 
Worst Supporting Actor went to Will Smith in After Earth. Uh, Worst Actress, and I love this one. Worst Actress went to Tyler Perry for (laughs) for being Medea in A Medea Christmas. Worst Actor went to Jaden Smith in After Earth. And the Worst Picture of the Year winner goes to Movie 43. So Movie 43 with the big win here tonight um, at the Razzies. You know, Movie 43 gets a really bad rap. And I gotta say, I didn't think it was all that bad. (laughs) The movie is bad, and it's way over the top. But you know what it is? If you haven't seen it, it's a bunch of mini skits. They're like 5 to 10 minute skits. And there's a bunch of them, and that kind of creates the movie. But you can watch them all individually. And there was a good handful of those skits that were really damn funny. You know, some of them were stupid, and some of them fell flat, but some of them were really damn funny. So I don't think it's fair to really judge Movie 43 as a whole. Um, If you have Netflix, Movie 43 is available to stream on there. So if, if you're kind of into some silly, slappy type comedy, I say give it a watch. Because I don't think it's as bad as they make it out to be. Um, I didn't think After Earth was as bad as they make it out to be either. Um, R.I.P.D. should have been on this list more than the other ones. So, um, yeah. So there's your Razzies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Very, very cool. Alright, let's go to um, our movie review of the week. I'm going to shift gears over. Um, like I said, my review tonight is for Nonstop. Nonstop is the new Liam Neeson movie um, where he is a air marshal. Um, I really, really enjoyed this film. You know, when I first saw the trailer for it, I was kind of like, eh, it looks a little cheesy. And then the more I saw the trailer and the more I kind of watched stuff about it, I got more and more interested. And I gotta say... It was pretty damn good. And um, so basically, you know, Liam Neeson, he gets on this plane and he is flying from New York to London, I believe. And um, he gets a text message on his phone that says, you know, if you don't wire $150 million into my bank account uh, within the next 20 minutes, I'm going to kill somebody on this plane. And for every 20 minutes past that, that you don't wire me the money, I'm going to keep killing somebody every 20 minutes. Um, So he begins to start trying to figure out who is messing with him, who's on the plane that's doing this. And, um, you know, it was really interesting to see them really try to narrow down out of all these people on an airplane who was the bad guy. And... um, there's a lot of twists and turns, and I gotta tell you, the big thing for me in this film was that I had no idea who the bad guy was gonna be. They swerved it so many different ways that you're like, okay, it's gonna be this person, and then it wasn't, and you're like, okay, it's gonna be this person, and it wasn't. Um, something that I really like in a movie, because typically in movies like these, it just seems so obvious sometimes. And I was really hoping they weren't gonna go the obvious route, and when the thing played out at the end... I was like, kudos, you kept me guessing the entire film. So that's something I really, really liked about it as well. Um, So this one's hard to really dive any more into without giving away spoilers. Um, You know, I just recommend you go see it. A lot of you already have. It is the number one movie in America this weekend. Uh, Nice big debut for Liam Neeson. I think it's his highest uh, if you take out the uh, Taken series. So very, very cool. 
in my star scale, which of course runs 1 to 5, I gave nonstop 3.5 out of 5. I was going to give it 4, and then I hesitated, because 4 means the movie is awesome. And I don't feel like I walked out of nonstop going, that movie was awesome. But instead I walked out saying, that was a really good movie. You know, that was a really solid film. I will buy it on Blu-ray. It was, it was really good. So, I I don't like using half stars, but this was a movie that I think truly deserved to get a half star. Because it was better than good. You know, three stars means it was just good. And it was better than that. It was really good. So, I definitely recommend it. I just didn't think it was awesome to go four stars. So, three and a half out of five for non-stop. Alrighty. Let's switch over into the world of news. Now, we got a lot of news to get through because it's been a couple weeks, so I'm going to kind of rapid-fire through a lot of this stuff. Uh, but the first thing I want to dive into is the premiere, the trailer premiere of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy is, an, is the latest Marvel film that's going to be coming out in August uh, this summer after Captain America. And um, this was a movie that not too many people know about. And it's a very odd comic book for them to adapt into a film. It's basically an Avengers-type group that's in outer space. So you have Star-Lord, who is played by Chris Pratt. You have Gamora, who's played by Zoe Zaldana. You have Drax the Destroyer, who's played by Batista. If you're a WWE fan, you know who Batista is. Dave Batista, he was also in um, Riddick and uh, Man with the Iron Fist and, and several other movies. Um, you also have Groot, who's like a gigantic tree-type monster. Uh, Groot would be voiced by Vin Diesel. And then you have Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon uh, who is voiced by Bradley Cooper. Uh, so that's your core group. That is your Guardians of the Galaxy. And the, the Marvel finally put out a trailer for it. And I gotta say, man, this trailer was amazing. I've watched it 50 times already, no doubt. Um, it is so good. Chris Pratt is going to be amazing in this role of Star-Lord. Um, if he plays it the whole movie like they do in the trailer. It comes off like very, like he, almost like a Han Solo. You know, he, he's very just cool and cocky. And, you know, and I, I just really dug the vibe that the trailer gave off. And um, there's so much humor to it. John C. Riley's in this film as well. Um, you know, there's just these moments in the trailer that really make you laugh. Like, they're they're showing the Guardians, like, in a lineup in, like, a police station, and they're introducing each character, and when they're talking about Chris Pratt, he's, like, rolling up his middle finger, and then it gets censored out, and he's like, whoa, I didn't know how that worked. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then, then they talk about him, and they say, you know, his name is um, uh, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. And they're like, well, who, who calls him Star-Lord? He does. <laughs> he, he, he himself calls himself Star-Lord. Um, and at the very end of the trailer, uh, hence tonight's show title, at the very end of the trailer, they show the whole group in a lineup, and uh, John C. Riley says, they call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
and then this other security guard guy goes, what a bunch of (laughs) a-holes. And it's the funniest end to a trailer. I just give this trailer so much props for just being funny. The music was great. It showed a lot of action. It's a really just knock-it-out-the-park trailer, and that's exactly what they needed for a franchise like Guardians of the Galaxy that not a lot of people know about, and they're going to be hesitant. You know, Marvel's taking a big risk doing a movie like this, and they did a great, great job releasing this trailer. So um, I love the line of what a bunch of a-holes at the end of the trailer, and and that's what tonight's show title's called. So we always try to... You know, link the title with something, whether it be the movie review of the week or something that goes along with one of the headlines that we're talking about. And uh, if you have not seen the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, please go check that out. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our Twitter page. Uh, Go check it out. All right. Um, And we also have um, on our Facebook page the introduction videos the very next day after guardians of the galaxy trailer dropped marvel released these little 30 second clips that were like meet star lord meet drax meet gamora meet you know rocket raccoon you know meet groot and it shows you the actors who portray them and they tell you a little bit about the character and it shows a little bit of footage it's actually a really cool setup so if you don't really know much about these characters that's a great start for you to check out Alright, let's keep it rolling. We're going to start rapid-firing through some of these now. Um, as you know, Pitch Perfect 2 is on its way. Uh, Anna Kendrick and Rebel Wilson have already re-signed. And now Brittany Snow has signed her contract. She'll be returning uh, in Pitch Perfect 2. Um, and some funny news, Nike has come out in a statement and said that they are going to be releasing the power laces from Back to the Future Part 2 uh, in 2015. So next year, they will have those power uh, laces for the sneakers coming out. Very, very interesting. Um, alrighty, so let's see here. Uh, for all of you Orange is the New Black fans, this is something a lot of people have been asking me. They're saying, you know, when's the new season start? When's the new season start? We knew there was going to be a second season on Netflix, uh, but there was never a release date. Well, finally, Netflix has released the release date. It will premiere on Friday, June 6th. So mark your calendars. Friday, June 6th, Orange is the New Black will premiere its second season exclusively on Netflix. Alrighty. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, HBO has renewed their show Getting On for a second season. I don't even know what Getting On is, but hey, it's been renewed. Uh, Brie Larson is in talks to join Judd Apatow's Trainwreck. Uh, the Trainwreck is the next Judd Apatow movie. Um, I believe Amy Schumer uh, is going to be the main star of that. Uh, I like Brie Larson. She's really cool, and I think she'd be a good addition to that. Um, in some did you know kind of news I don't know if you know this but actually for Gravity uh, Alfonso Cuaron did an interview and he was explaining that originally in his original script uh, Angelina Jolie was supposed to play the Sandra Bullock part and Robert Downey Jr. was supposed to play uh, the role that George Clooney ended up getting so two completely different stars and I would be very anxious to see or very curious to see a gravity with Angelina Jolie and Robert Downey Jr. That would have been really, really interesting. It's a damn shame that both of them dropped out of it. And I wonder what they think now that it's such a massive film and getting all this Oscar, you know, uh, attention and everything. 
Uh, Ride Along 2, no shocker here, is definitely moving forward. It's been greenlit, and uh, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube are in negotiations right now to return to the film. No shocker there. I'm sure they will sign their contract and uh, come back for Ride Along 2. Big, big surprise hit this year. Um, In some TV ratings news, the premiere of Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show uh, scored 11.3 million viewers. Uh, And then that week that he did, his first week uh, taking over as host for Jay Leno, uh, had the highest ratings the show has had in in about 20 years. Incredible incredible i've been watching several episodes of it and jimmy fallon's great and i think he's going to do an amazing job with the tonight show uh and some really cool news over at showtime showtime has already announced that they have renewed shameless and house of lies uh for more seasons so i'm excited about that i don't watch shameless but i love house of lies that's my that shows my jam right now so i'm very very stoked that they have already um, renewed that for another season um, Napoleon Dynamite's John Hedder is going to uh, be heading to Fox. They're, they're adapting a new family comedy show, and he's going to be the main star of that. Um, Jai Courtney. We talked about this, actually, a couple episodes ago, that Jai Courtney was in negotiations, possibly, to join the Terminator reboot in the Kyle Reese role. And uh, this is to confirm that he has nailed it, and he is signed, so Jai Courtney is going to be in the Terminator reboot as Kyle Reese. So I like this. When I read you guys the news a couple episodes ago, I was saying it was down to Jai Courtney and like one and one other dude from Hatfields and McCoys, I believe. And um, I was saying, you know, I was really backing Jai, and I said, I, I hope Jai gets it, and I'm super stoked and happy to announce that he did get it. Uh, once again, if you don't know who Jai Courtney is, he was Bruce Willis's son in the last Die Hard movie. Uh, he was just an I Frankenstein. He was the bad guy in Jack Reacher. So, real cool dude, and a, definitely an up-and-coming action star, and I think he'll be great as Kyle Reese. In uh, a box office milestone, the Lego Movie has passed $200 million worldwide. So, very nice for Lego Movie, which continues to keep tearing it up. Um, CeeLo Green has announced that he is not going to be returning to The Voice. Wah, wah. Um, I actually don't mind this. To be honest with you, I prefer the lineup with Usher and Shakira. You know, the last couple seasons they've been alternating back and forth. Like, they brought in Usher and Shakira, and then they went back to Christina and CeeLo, and then now they're back at Usher and Shakira, and the plan was to go back to CeeLo and Christina again after the season. And uh, now CeeLo's saying he's done. And um, I don't mind it, you know, CeeLo wasn't bad on the show, but I think the chemistry between the four of them with the Usher and Shakira lineup, it's so much better. The show just seems to be more fun, Um, Shakira brings a lot more to the show than Christina Aguilera does, and I think Usher brings a nice little side to it, so I love the dynamic between the four that are going on right now. Uh, The new season just started last week, and it's going really good, so, um, you know. Good luck, CeeLo, and the best of luck in your future endeavors. Uh, Fox's Gotham show, that's going to be that new, um, you know, cop-type show that's based pretty much on um, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has signed on to be a gangster boss. Uh, she's actually going to be the Penguin's gangster boss, to be exact, on the new Gotham show. So uh, that should be cool. Um, we have an honest trailer for Gravity. So as you know, every week we post Honest Trailer and Everything Wrong Whiffs uh, on our Facebook and Twitter pages. And um, 
you know, with the Oscars coming up, uh, you know, they definitely started heading in that direction and they went with, um, video and it was a really good, honest trailer. So check that out. Uh, on the everything wrong with side, I don't know why they ended up doing this one, uh, but they did everything wrong with the twilight saga, new moon in 12 minutes or less. Uh, actually it's called <laughs> in 12 minutes or more to be exact. It's usually 12 minutes or less or eight minutes or less, whatever, but it's actually 12 minutes or more for the twilight one. Uh, silly, silly. Uh, we have a new trailer for a movie with Holly Berry called Frankie and Alice. Uh, we also have a new alternate ending trailer for 22 Jump Street, uh, of course, with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Um, this was really big news. And um, if you haven't heard, Fox is rebooting Fantastic Four. And they're going to be put, this movie's going to come out next year in 2015. They have finally announced who's going to be the stars for the reboot. They have signed Michael B. Jordan to be uh, Johnny Storm. Uh, the Human Torch, uh, Kate Mara, who's going to be the Invisible Woman, Jamie Bell, who's going to be the Thane, and Miles Teller, who would be Mr. Fantastic. Um, I'm not too hot on this casting. I, I think all four of them are good actors. I just don't know if Fantastic Four is what's best for them. Um, it's going to be a wait and see type thing, but you know, I just, I feel like they're going too young with this group. You know, this is a very young group to do Fantastic Four with. Fantastic Four is supposed to be scientists and, and older and really super smart and help the government and all this stuff. And I know I just, this whole like teenage young twenties type Fantastic Four seems like a stretch to me, but as always, we'll keep an open mind and we'll hope for the best. Um, you know, the biggest shocker coming out of this news is Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch. If you know anything about the comics, you know that in the comic, Johnny Storm <laughs> is, uh, he's a white guy, you know. Uh, him and the Invisible Woman are brother and sister. Uh, in the original Fantastic Four movies, Chris Evans, who is now Captain America, he played the Human Torch, and Jessica Alba played uh, the Invisible Woman. I don't have a problem. See, the the problem a lot of fans are having is the fact that they made Human Torch a black guy because Michael B. Jordan is playing him. If you don't know who Michael B. Jordan is, he was in Chronicle. He was in that new movie, That Awkward Moment, that just came out a couple weeks ago. He was also in Fruitvale Station. Uh, a great actor, I mean, no doubt. Um, but a lot of people are pissed that they made Johnny Storm uh, black. And... I, you know, for me, it's not about that. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, I would have preferred that they kept him white because I just, I do like that they keep characters the way that they are in the comics. But when they change stuff, it doesn't mean it's bad. You know, Michael Clark Duncan played the Kingpin in the Daredevil movie, and I thought he was amazing as Kingpin. So, it it could turn out really well. The main problem I have with this casting is the fact that Kate Mara is going to be playing his sister. And obviously, she's a white chick. So I feel like if they were going to make Johnny Storm black, they should have made Invisible Woman black as well. Because I want to keep the brother-sister dynamic. And now, they could still be brother-sister, but obviously one of them's going to have to be adopted, 
or, th- or I was thinking maybe they'll play it off as they were both orphans as kids and got adopted by the same parents. I don't know what direction they're going to take with it, but I just I hate that they're going to have to over-explain it now because obviously they're not blood brother and sister. So that's my beef with it. Not that they made Michael B. Jordan or they made a black guy be Michael, you know, Human Torch. It's the fact that they didn't just go all the way with it. So... It is what it is. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, actually, the way that they locked him into this film is that he um, he had an option on his deal for Chronicle to come back for a Chronicle sequel. And they're not going to do the Chronicle sequel anytime soon. So they ended up using his option with the studio because the same director of Chronicle, uh, Josh Tank, or Josh Trank, um, he's directing the Fantastic Four reboot, so he already knows Michael B. Jordan, and he chose to use Michael's um, option to do Chronicle 2 to get him to do Fantastic Four. So it's a studio option that basically just says he has to make another movie for the studio. And since it's all the same people involved, that's what he ended up doing. So that's kind of how Michael B. Jordan got locked into this. Um, and then everybody else kind of fell into place, so... Um, another question that seems to be coming up is, is the thing going to be in a suit like Michael Chiklis did, uh, in the original two Fantastic Four movies or will they go CGI? I really hope they go CGI. Um, you know, let's, let's distance it from those other Fantastic Four movies. You know, I don't want to put somebody in a big orange suit. Let's just CGI it. You know, look how awesome Hulk looked at Avengers. They can make Thane look really big and badass if they CGI it. So I hope that's the direction they go with it. But there you go, my friends. That is uh, the Fantastic Four reboot lineup. Michael B. Jordan, Kate Mara, Jamie Bell, and Miles Teller. All right. Um, Got a release date for The Man from UNCLE. Man from UNCLE is a new spy movie that's being directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh, It's going to star Henry Cavill, who is, of course, the new Superman. Um... Army Hammer, who was the Lone Ranger, he's in it as well. It's a new spy movie. I thought it was originally supposed to come out later this year, uh, but the studio has announced that we'll release it in January 2015. So we got to wait a little bit longer. we got to wait till the beginning of next year, um, but it will come out in January 2015. All right, let's see here. Um... We have another new trailer for a movie called In the Blood. It's a new action film starring Gina Carano. Um, Dick and Kelly Osborne are going to star in Sci-Fi Channel's Sharknado 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me take a sip here real quick. All right, Sharknado 2. Um... The Expendables 3 director, Patrick Hughes, is in negotiations with Sony Pictures to direct the Raid remake. If you don't know, the Raid is a um, is a Chinese uh, martial arts film that came out uh, about two years ago. And um, it's a really famous action, uh, graphic action movie. Uh, and, you know, that's another thing in Hollywood right now. If we're not rebooting or, you know, remaking, we're taking foreign films and then making them our own. Uh, like like Paul Walker's next film is going to be Brick Mansions, which is actually a remake of the English film District B-13. So we're, we like to take movies from overseas and make them our own. The Raid is now one of them. So um, 
yeah, Patrick Hughes, who his next movie will be Expendables 3, he's in negotiations to do the Raid remake. Uh, in theaters right now, if you haven't heard, uh, Anchorman 2 is actually back in theaters. Uh, it's only going to be for one week only, uh, but it's a new supersized R-rated version. Um, this is basically a new version of the film that's hitting theaters, and it's R-rated because it was PG-13 when it came out originally, and every joke in the movie has been replaced with new jokes. I think it's 763 jokes, to be exact. Um, so it's really, really cool. I was going to try to go check it out this weekend, because I'm very curious to see this version. And then I found out that Anchorman comes out on Blu-ray in literally a month. I think it comes out uh, April 1st. And on the Blu-ray version, you'll get three versions of the movie. You'll get the theatrical cut, you'll get the director's cut, and you'll get this one, the supersized R-rated version that's in theaters right now for the next week. So you'll get all three versions. So with it coming out in a month, I don't really see the point to run to the theater and spend you know another 10 bucks on it. So uh, I love you, Ron Burgundy, but I'll just wait for the Blu-ray to hit in a month here. But if you're interested, one week only, just came out Friday. Uh, check out the new R-rated Anchorman 2. Um, the Lego Movie 2 um, it finally has uh, already been announced as a release date. Let's see, Lego Movie 2 will hit theaters on May 26th, 2017. Ooh, that's a long time. They should have done 2016. I don't know why they're going 2017 on that, but there you go. May 2017, Lego Movie 2 will hit theaters. Um, another Everything Wrong With, we got Everything Wrong With Volcano in 8 Minutes or Less. That's the big uh, Tommy Lee Jones film. I was waiting for Everything Wrong With Dante's Peak as well, but we only got Volcano. So, um, I'm really excited about this news. NBC has announced that they're going to revive the show Heroes. And next year in 2015, they're going to redo it, and it's going to be a 13-episode miniseries. Uh, no word yet if any of the original cast is coming back or if they're just going to kind of completely reboot it, um, but it will be a 13-episode miniseries um, coming back to NBC. I'm super stoked about this. I love the show Heroes. That was one of my favorite shows on television. Uh, the second season got a little funky because it was a writer's strike and things got really messed up, but I thought they rebounded pretty well for the fourth season and even half of the third. So, uh, I just love this show and I'm, I'm super, super stoked to see what they do with it starting next year. Uh, I hope they bring some people back, but I would not be shocked if this is just a completely different story with different people with powers. Um, but that's big, big news. NBC reviving heroes as a 13 episode miniseries. Uh, Jennifer Lopez has a new drama show that she's producing. Uh, NBC has actually just bought it, and they ordered it straight to series, so they're not going to even pilot the show. They're going to just put it out. So congratulations, Jennifer Lopez, getting a good sell there. Um, the Veronica Mars movie, This remember, if you remember, this movie was pretty much fully funded by Kickstarter. The movie is supposed to get a theatrical release next week, 
Um, but the makers of it have actually just worked out a deal with the cable providers to do the same day as theaters video on demand release as well. So the Veronica Mars movie will be available to watch on demand in the comfort of your own home on the same day it hits theaters. So if you're interested, you don't have to run to a theater to see it. You can just order it right there on your cable box. Um, C has casted their Constantine for the new TV show. Um, I don't have his name right in front of me, but you wouldn't know who the hell he was even if I read it to you. So, um, <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. It's not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, NBC is doing a version of Constantine and they just casted him as they're getting ready to start shooting the pilot. Uh, Dancing with the Stars co-host Brooke Burke, uh, was dropped from the show, which was, uh, kind of interesting. You know, I think she's been on it from the beginning. And then uh, we read the news a couple of days later that another co-host was actually announced, which I'll probably get to as I'm, I'm trying to read the news in, in order to you guys. So, um, Yvonne Trapp, who was the inspiration for Sound of Music, she passed away at the age of 99. So great life there. Um, oh yeah, Jimmy Fallon's uh, post-Olympic premiere week hits 20-year Tonight Show best. Uh, the, it's the highest-rated Tonight Show episode since Jay Leno's debut. Very, very interesting. Clinton um, was arrested on February 24th for punching a photographer in the face. Come on, Sam, you should know better than that. We need to keep you out of trouble. Um, Dennis Rodman's North Korea mission is going to become a Fox movie. I believe it's going to be a comedy, <laughs> and uh, I just find it hilarious that uh, Dennis Rodman's story with him going to North Korea and being friends with them and everything is going to actually become a movie. I, I'm so blown away by that. <laughs> but that's Hollywood, man. Willing to take anything. Um, Aaron Andrews. Yes, going back to Dancing with the Stars, Aaron I don't know who Aaron Andrews is, but Aaron Andrews is the new Dancing with the Stars co-host. In some really sad news, uh, writer-director Harold Ramis passed away at the age of 69. Um, This was pretty sad. You know, most people know Harold Ramis from Ghostbusters, uh, but he was also a writer and a director. Uh, He, you know, directed like Caddyshack, and he directed Groundhog Day, uh, he directed one of my favorite comedies ever, which is Bedazzled. I love Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser. He directed that. Most recently, one of the most recent films he directed was uh, Year One, the Jack Black, Michael Sarah movie. Um, really talented dude. Really funny guy. Um, he played Seth Rogen's dad in Knocked Up. Uh, I, I loved Harold Ramis, and it, it is really, really sad. Um, They've been trying to do a Ghostbusters 3 for a long time, and now with his passing, it seems like they're trying to pick up steam to move forward with the Ghostbusters 3 script. And uh, they're saying that the script was already made, and now they're in the process of revising it to, um, to uh, you know, work the script around the fact of Harold Ramis not being involved. So, we'll keep you posted on Ghostbusters 3. You know, this is a movie that I think they've been trying to make for over 10 years, and they and they can't seem to get it done. So, I don't know how much more this is going to speed it up, but we will see. But, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to Harold Ramis at the age of 69. He will definitely be missed. 
Um, Amanda Seyfried has joined Ted 2. So this is very interesting. Um, a lot of people are tripping out because she is being listed as the new love interest for Mark Wahlberg. And then a lot of people are saying, what the hell's going on with Mila Kunis? You know, Mila Kunis got married to Mark Wahlberg at the end of the first Ted movie. So how is she not listed on this? Rumor has it that Seth MacFarlane, of course, the creator and director and everything of this movie, he says it's best for the script that they switch out the love interest. And I kind of get where he's coming from. Um, You know, in the first Ted movie, Mila Kunis already played that chick that was like, you know, pick me or pick the bear. And she struggled and hated them and they fought and then they got back together and then they made peace with it. And they kind of played that story out already. So where do you really go from there? So I think they that with them bringing in a new love interest, it creates just an, a more of an open door for them to do like a, like a love triangle between the three of them, um, or just something different for Ted and Mark Wahlberg to react about uh, with a totally different chick. So um, rumor has it with Mila Kunis is that she will probably still be in the movie, but her role will probably be pretty slim, and she'll probably just be, like, in the beginning of the film or something so they can write her out, and then Mark Wahlberg's character will move on with uh, Amanda. So, uh, it's interesting cast news. Uh, you know, we know Amanda Seyfried's going to be in the new um, A Million Ways to Die in the West Seth MacFarlane movie that's coming out soon. So... um She's obviously in, in Seth MacFarlane's good graces right now. And, um, yeah, I, I think she'll do good in Ted. I just, I would have preferred Mila, but, um, obviously Seth MacFarlane's a smart dude, so if he thinks this is going to be better for the script, I'm all about it. Um, so we were reporting a couple weeks ago that, um, Gerard Butler had signed on to the Point Break remake, and he was going to be playing the role that, um, Patrick Swayze played. Well, now they found their new Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, Luke Bracey is his name, and he's been tapped to uh, star opposite Gerard Butler in the remake of Point Break. Uh, he will be playing the role of Johnny Utah, uh, which was, of course, the role that Keanu Reeves played in the original film. Now, Luke Bracey's name doesn't sound very familiar. Um, he's actually an Australian actor that's hugely popular overseas. Uh, but not in the States. The only thing he's done in the United States, and you still wouldn't recognize him, is he was actually in G.I. Joe Retaliation, but he was Cobra Commander. (laughs) So if you saw the movie, you know, Cobra Commander always had a helmet on, so you never really saw what his face looked like. So this dude was Cobra Commander in G.I. Joe uh, Retaliation, um, but, you know, you just kind of heard his voice synthesized and he was behind a helmet the whole time. So, um, but... He did a pretty good, damn good audition and got the role, so congratulations, and maybe he'll be one of our next breakout stars. They're saying he comes from like the same kind of acting-type troupe that um, Chris Hemsworth and his brother Liam Hemsworth came from, and we know how great Chris is, so we'll see about Luke Bracey, but he is signed to star against Gerard Butler in the Point Break remake. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to star in a new CBS medical reality drama. Uh, Comedy Central has renewed Broad City for a second season. 
they are working on the sequel to We're the Millers. I'm very excited about that. I loved We're the Millers, and I can't wait to see a sequel to that. Um, I'm very excited about the possibility of this next piece of news. Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart are doing a comedy together. The movie is called Get Hard. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. Get Hard. And the movie has just been given a release date. It will be in theaters on March 27th, 2015. So we're still about a year away. Um, but the idea of Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart sounds pretty good. Um, it's going to be directed by Ethan Cohen, who did Men in, um, oh, actually he wrote Men in Black 3. The film follows an innocent man who's convicted of a crime and prepares for prison with the help from the man who washes his car. Um, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are producing uh, the film as well. Um, the March 27th date does put it up against Neil Blomkamp's new sci-fi movie Chappie and Fox's The Penguins of Madagascar. So, Chappie is going to be a big film too, so that is a little hard to put it up against, but I am very, very interested in a Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart movie, so March 27, 2015, I will be there. <laughs> in some sad news, Robin Thicke and his wife Paula Patton have separated. They say it's mutual, um, but the backside story to it is supposedly they had an open relationship, and he takes full advantage of that a lot and I guess Paula went to take advantage of it and he got pissed and was like what are you doing you can't do this da, 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 da. and they got in a fight and they separated so um, it was kind of a you know do what I say don't do what I do kind of thing um, it is I don't feel many couples in Hollywood have a chance to stay together but um, last I heard Robin Thicke said he's going to fight for it he doesn't want to end his marriage and uh, so we'll see what happens, you know. But for now, Paula Patton and Robin Thicke have separated. Uh, we have another new Honest trailer. It's for the movie 300. So obviously as we prepare for 300 Rise of an Empire, we get our Honest trailer for the original 300. Another new trailer, and I'm super stoked on this one. It's Godzilla. Yes, we finally have that new Godzilla trailer. And it was pretty damn awesome. Uh, you know, I was I thought the teaser trailer was pretty good. Uh, but this is a full-length trailer. It finally gives us a little bit more footage. We see more things about it. We get more backside story to it. And I thought it was really, really solid. I'm really looking forward to Godzilla. I believe it comes out in May. So uh, I hope you guys go out and support it. Let's not have another Pacific Rim on our hands, you know, where everybody loves it, but nobody went and saw it. Uh, so check out the new Godzilla trailer. It's on the Facebook and the Twitter. Another Everything Wrong With we have, and this is in celebration of Liam Neeson and his new number one movie, we got Everything Wrong With Taken in nine minutes or less. Um, girl star Lena Dunham is going to host SNL on this upcoming Saturday, so you can check that out. Uh, Disney is going to be launching a new uh, streaming service. It's going to be all Disney films, and it's actually going to have uh, the Marvel films attached as well. So just what we need, another new streaming service. Sci-Fi Channel has canceled Being Human. 
So Being Human, I believe it's in its fourth season on Sci-Fi, uh, is being canceled, and it will end with this fourth season. So when this season ends, it's it's done. Um, my wife actually watches this show. She loves it, and so she's pretty bummed out about this. Um, actually, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law uh, watch the show as well, so everybody's kind of bummed out <laughs> around the family that Sci-Fi's canceled Being Human. Uh, I haven't really sat and watched any of the episodes, so I'm not attached in any way, but... Uh, it is kind of a bummer, you know, especially when people are invested in it. Um, and kind of no shocker news here, but it is kind of cool to see a confirmation. Uh, the Sony has brought back Mark Webb and locked him in to direct The Amazing Spider-Man 3. So no doubt here, Mark Webb directed the first one, he directed the second one. We know that they've already signed for four Spider-Man movies, um, but they're kind of taking it slow. But they did bring, they did lock back in Mark Webb for Spider-Man 3. This is a good sign, because it means that the studio is super happy with what he did with Part 2, because Part 2 doesn't even come out till May, and they're already locking him in for number 3 without even seeing what people think of the second film. So that means the studio has seen footage, they've watched pieces, or probably a rough cut, and they love what he's done, so... That's a great, great sign, so glad to hear. I think it'll make the films stay very cohesive, having the same director attached. Ashley Judd is going to star in a new NBC church drama called Salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got another release date here. The Entourage movie. Yes, Entourage is filming right now, and they finally just locked in a release date for it. Um... Entourage will be released on June 12, 2015, and it will open up against Jurassic World. I don't know how to feel about this. I think this is kind of a dumb move. Um, Entourage, I don't think, needs to be put out in the middle of summertime. Why are you going to put something that's a TV show turned movie up against Jurassic World and in the middle of the summer box office. I feel like it's going to get smashed. This is a movie that I think should have came out in January or February, even March. Put it in those off months. Put it out in October, you know? Like, put it by itself so it actually has a chance to make more money. I don't get putting it in June, but that's what they decided to do. Uh, They've also uh, added a release date for a new movie, Vice. Um will be released on December 12th, and that's going to be up against Ridley Scott's Exodus movie um, about Moses, and they've also released a, a release date for The Intern, which will start in Hathaway and Robert De Niro. That will open on September 25th, 2015. Um, the only other thing set for the 25th of September that year is Hotel Transylvania 2. So, there's some release dates for you to kind of keep you up to date. Uh, Justin Long is going to star in a new Fox comedy called Sober Companion. Uh, Matthew Perry, we've been talking about this for a while. He's been rumored to be uh, that he was going to be doing this Odd Couple reboot. Uh, and... CBS has ordered it, so CBS says give us a pilot, and we'll take it from there. So CBS has ordered the pilot reboot for The Odd Couple. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street is going to be hitting Blu-ray and DVD on March 25th. Um, Sony has also announced that they're going to be releasing a new Spider-Man movie every year. 
moving forward. Now, if you don't, it's not that doesn't mean it's going to be an, a Spider-Man actual film. Since Sony owes, owns the rights to Spider-Man and all of its characters and villains, they've decided they want to try to make their own universe. So they're going to pull kind of a Star Wars thing, and they're going to do like Amazing Spider-Man Two spin-off movie, Amazing Spider-Man Three spin-off movie, Amazing Spider-Man Four spin-off movie, and with the spin-off movies like they already announced, they're going to do a Venom movie, they're going to do the Sinister Six movie. So they're going to try to take these characters in the Spider-Man universe and make spin-off movies with them in between actual Spider-Man films. So Sony's goal is to have some form of a Spider-Man film out every single year moving forward. Uh, Carl Urban claims that Lionsgate has had some conversations about a Dread sequel. Um, Take this for a grain of salt. You know, I know a lot of people want a Dread sequel, I'm included in that. I think it would be great to have. The first movie lost the studio a lot of money. I still feel there's a slight possibility that they can do it, but if they do, they're going to have to do it for like $20 million. It's going to have to be a really low budget, which then I don't know how much you can do for a movie like Dread. I mean, you could probably do something like In the Streets and you know, just build some sets and, and do kind of a you know really low-budget type film. Um, That's what it's going to take, though. If they're going to do another Dread, they're going to have to do it super low-budget for it to make sense. But Carl Urban would love to do it, and he says that the conversations come up a lot, but it really just always comes back to money. You know, the the first Dread movie made, like, I think they said, like, 15 million or something like that. 15, maybe 20. And the movie cost about 50 to make. So, and that's not even including everything else marketing and everything else that goes into it so um so one of the biggest rumors in hollywood right now is that harrison ford is actually in negotiations to do two more indiana jones films yes two more i don't know if we need two more indiana jones films to be honest with you but supposedly with this negotiation one of the big key factors here is that it's in the contract that if he because he really because actually harrison ford is the one that wants to do um the indiana jones films so the studio's playing kind of a negotiation game with him saying well if you do these indiana jones films and we give this to you you got to do star wars for us because Harrison Ford isn't very keen on coming back to be Han Solo in the Star Wars films, but he wants to do Indiana. So they're trying to use that as leverage to say, well, what if we give you Indiana, you give us Han Solo, <laughs> you know, and play that kind of game with them. So hopefully it works, because we got to have Han Solo in Star Wars Episode Seven. We just got to. Um, Seth Rogen and his writing partner, Evan Goldberg, are writing a new movie called Console Wars. And it's going to be the true story about Nintendo versus Sega uh, in the back-in-the-day um, console wars. So I, I like the sound of this. And with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg attached, I'm completely in. Sign me up. Bradley Cooper will en- enter witness protection in the new crime drama American Blood. So that's his next project. Um, the Conjuring 2 already has a release date. They have no director, no cast, no nothing. But The Conjuring 2 will release in theaters on October 23rd, 2015. Uh, this is a good move for Conjuring. You know, when the first Conjuring came out, it came out in the middle of the summer. Then came out in July. Um, putting it in October, 
is a, is a smart move and a better business decision to put it around that Halloween time. So October 23rd, 2015 will be Conjuring 2. Uh, Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller are in the process of finishing up Sin City 2, and they're already talking about Sin City 3. Crazy. I wasn't that big of a fan of the first Sin City movie. I'm curious, to say the least, of what they do with the second one. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves with the third one. So let, let's just let's just wait and see. David Fincher is in talks to direct the Aaron Sorkin penned Steve Jobs biopic. So already they're looking to make another Steve Jobs film, which so I guess the Ashton Kutcher one wasn't sufficient enough. Uh, David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin worked together went to do The Social Network, so they got a great relationship together uh, doing movies like this, because uh, The Social Network was amazing, and um, so I kind of like the idea of these guys being teamed up to do the Steve Jobs movie, so they're in negotiations, we'll see where it goes. Uh, Sandra Bullock made about $70 million off of doing Gravity. That's pretty insane. She took a $20 million pay job. Uh, up front, and then with like a 15% back-end profit deal, and boy did that movie make profit, so she's going to end up with about a $70 million paycheck coming off of this thing, smart business move Miss Sandy, uh, definitely hats off to you, uh, in another rumor news, uh, Adam Driver, which is really only mainly known for the show Girls on HBO, He's supposedly in final negotiations to play a villain in Star Wars Episode Seven. Um, they're listing that the villain he'd be playing would be kind of like a Darth Vader type. Uh, I don't know. I really like this guy. I've only seen him a couple times on Girls. And he's this tall, lanky, looks like a rat type guy. And I'm like, this is going to be the bad guy of Star Wars? I don't know. It seems odd to me. I don't really like the casting. I hope this is just a rumor. You know, most of the Star Wars stuff has been rumors, but this this news is coming out like he is in final, final negotiations. Like, they're just waiting for him to sign on the dotted line. I don't know. I just don't like the idea of it. But we'll see. Uh, Josh Gad... Kevin James and Adam Sandler are in talks to join the new movie Pixels. So, let me actually pull this up. I want to see what Pixels is about a little bit more. Because um, this is this is an interesting project here. Um, Pixels is an internet short. Uh, it'll be directed by Chris Columbus. Uh... It depicted 1980s video game characters attacking New York City. Um, so there you go. I guess Adam Sandler is already in talks, or already locked in with Chris Columbus, and then they're negotiating with Kevin James and Josh Gad. So, I like it. I like Josh Gad. I love Kevin James. That's my man right there. Uh, and I do like Sandler. So, I mean, and the idea of 1980s video game characters attacking New York City? Sign me up. Pixel sounds like it could be a really cool movie. Alrighty. Um... Sony is doing a Goosebumps movie with Jack Black, and they just announced a release date for this. Goosebumps will go into theaters 
on my birthday in 2016. <laughs> uh, Goosebumps will hit theaters on March 23rd, 2016. So there you go. I can't believe it's 2016 because they're already talking about doing that movie now. It's going to take them another couple years to get that done. It's kind of sad. So FX is doing a TV show version of the movie Fargo, and they announced this week that um, Key and Peele, which of course have their own show on Comedy Central, uh, they're going to be actually on four or five episodes on the season in um, a story arc. So that's kind of cool. I wasn't really interested in Fargo, but with Key and Peele attached for several episodes, they might be enough to reel me in to check it out. Um, Pompeii, which came out last weekend, is a disaster at the box office. and It's uh, going to be struggling very make its money back. It's a $100 million <laughs> Excuse me. It's a $100 million plus film, and it only made like $10 million opening weekend. So, ouch, 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 ouch. Uh, Netflix is going to be filming all their live-action Marvel series in New York. So this is pretty cool. They're going to build sets and they're going to film all of the Marvel Netflix series, starting with Daredevil. They got Jessica Jones, um, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. They'll all be recorded um, in um, Kate Beckinsdale has joined Simon Pegg uh, in a new Monty Python movie called Absolutely Anything. So that's really cool. Um, the BBC cancelled their show Ripper Street Well now Amazon Has swooped in and saved it <laughs> And Amazon is going to revive the series For a season 3 Exclusively on Amazon The Arsenio Hall show has been renewed For a second season Congratulations to Arsenio um, David O. Russell has dropped out Of the ABC drama show That he was going to be doing there was going to be an ABC drama movie, uh, TV show that he was going to be producing. He was going to direct the pilot. Um, no real reason why he dropped out, but he is com- he has completely left the project now. Um, this is good news. Fast and Furious 7 is going to be resuming production uh, in April. So they're going to start about April 1st, and they're going to film for about another four to six weeks and finish up the movie. So, as you all know, they put the movie in the hiatus back in November, I believe, when Paul Walker uh, tragically passed away. They had to take some time off and grieve and also rewrite the script and try to figure out a way to handle his character. Uh, They got everything narrowed down now, and they're going to move forward. So production will resume uh, in about a month. Because then the movie comes out about a year later after that in 2015. Keeping up with the Everything Wrong With series and Liam Neeson, we have Everything Wrong With The Grey in six minutes or less. Um, The Ninja Turtles trailer will be debuting in front of Captain America The Winter Soldier. So that's really cool. Uh, I think that's a great place to debut the Ninja Turtles trailer, and I'm very, very curious to see how this movie looks. Uh, In some other not-shocker movie news, um, the Lego movie is just killing it at the box office, as we all know. So guess what? Warner Brothers is now going to do a Minecraft movie. Now, Minecraft is a new PC game. Uh, That's kind of like Lego, but they're like blocks, and you build stuff, and you do this, and you do that. I don't know. I don't play it. I don't know much about it. 
but it's one of the latest fads, and of course, you gotta jump on the train, man. They see how well Lego's doing, did not waste a second to lock in this Minecraft movie, so they're gonna be developing and doing Minecraft over at Warner Brothers. Uh, Marvel Studios is in negotiations with Patrick Wilson to join Ant-Man. I like this. I like this a lot. Patrick Wilson is a really cool actor. You know, we were just talking about The Conjuring 2. Of course, he was in the first Conjuring. He was in Insidious. Um, He was a superhero already in uh, The Watchmen. So, I'm anxious to see that none of the reports say what he would be doing. It says it's a mystery role. They're not saying what he'll be doing in Ant-Man. But speculation leads to a couple of different options. One, that he's going to be the villain which I would love that. I think he'd be a great villain against Paul Rudd. Or possibly he could be playing a young Hank Pym, since Michael Douglas is playing Hank Pym in the movie, you know, in his, you know, 70s. Um, If they do flashback scenes, they could use Patrick Wilson to be the young Hank Pym. So that's another idea. Either way you have it, Patrick Wilson being added to Ant-Man is a great, great way to go. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Marvel... is going to be doing a special on ABC on March 18th. On March 18th, they're going to be doing a special called Marvel Studios Assembling a Universe. And it's going to be a little, I think it's a one-hour special, and it's going to talk about how the Marvel Universe has been put together and all the movies that are involved. Um, The big, big news coming off of this is that supposedly Marvel is going to debut a preview, a sneak peek of Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. If that happens, oh my god. They've only been filming the movie for like a month, so it's kind of crazy they're going to do a sneak peek type thing, but I'm all for it. Let's do it. So, um, you know, even if the footage is just showing the actors on set, I'll take it. I'll take anything right now. Uh, But set your DVRs, get ready, because it's going to be awesome. So Marvel uh, Studios Assembling a Universe, March 18th on ABC, with an Avengers Age of Ultron sneak peek. We also have a picture, uh, it's kind of just a headshot, but the CW has revealed the first image of The Flash as they get ready to start filming the pilot. Um, as you know, they introduced Barry Allen on the TV show Arrow, and then they kind of did his origin on Arrow, and now they're going to do a separate pilot, and they're going to give him his own TV show where he becomes The Flash. And the CW put out a picture, it's a press shot, of a side view of the actor um, that plays Flash in the outfit. <clears throat> but you just see kind of the up-close side view of of the hood. It looks really good. It reminded me of the Daredevil outfit a little bit, though. It looks like that maroon kind of leather type suit. Um, I can't wait to see a full body shot, but um, the, the head part looks really cool. So good job so far. CW is does really well when they get comic book properties like this. Um, <clears throat> Adam McKay, who directed Anchorman and Anchorman 2, he's killed any hope for an Anchorman 3. He says that they're done with this character, they've done all they, they can do, they're happy with the sequel, and they just want to let things lay where they are. So, no Anchorman 3. <coughs> Excuse me. Too much talking. All of a sudden, my throat's locking up on me. Uh, the next James Bond movie, it's going to be the 24th film in the series. It's going to finally start filming in October. So there you go, you'll finally start getting 
a new James Bond movie getting going. A big rumor came out <clears throat> the other day saying that supposedly Warner Brothers siblings are in negotiations to do another Matrix trilogy. Take this for what it is, because this could definitely be a very big rumor, but supposedly the Wachowskis have been talking to Warner Brothers, and they have an idea, and they want to do another trilogy in the Matrix universe. What it could end up being is a prequel, because they mentioned that in the end of the third film, in the Matrix Revolutions, that... That Keanu's uh, Neo character was not the first one. That there had been, you know, chosen ones before him. So they might go back and show kind of like, you know, the previous one before Neo or somebody else. I don't know. I still don't even know if they would do something like this. But I can't not at least address it on the show because that's what we do. And if it does end up happening, that's pretty damn awesome. So I'll take a new Matrix trilogy. Um, the official report came out on the death of Philip Seymour Hoffman. No shocker here, but the official cause of death is a toxic mix of drugs. So, like I said, no shocker there. We knew about the needles. We knew about the, you know, the, the meth and everything. So a toxic mix, mix of drugs is what killed Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, VH1 has a show called Single Ladies. That's been canceled. (laughs) Um, the Purge Anarchy. This movie was supposed to come out on June 20th, I believe. Let me just double-check my facts. Um, yep, June 20th. It'll ne- it's been pushed back a month, and it will now be released in theaters on July 18th. There's really no reason for it listed at all, <laughs> but it's what they decided to do, so I don't know. So I don't know the big difference. Maybe they just didn't like what they were going up against. Uh, but The Purge Anarchy will now release in theaters a month later on July 18th. Um, I found this news kind of funny, so I just want to mention it real quick. Uh, Chris Brown went to court the other day. He's been in rehab, and they said that his aggression is due to bipolar disorder and PTSD. And he goes back to um, rehab for another couple months. Just seems like a lot more excuses to me, but that's what they say. Um, I like this. Jurassic World is ramping up. And they just signed Vincent D'Onofrio to play the villain. He's a great villain. I love this guy. And I think he'll be a great addition to Jurassic World. Um, If you're a fan of Aaron Paul in Breaking Bad, supposedly he's in some pretty serious talks to be a reoccurring character on the spinoff show Better Call Sal. So we'll keep you posted on that. I don't know... um, How legit that may be. I feel like Aaron Paul is moving forward and he wants to do movies fully now. So I don't really know why he'd want to go back to a TV show. But if it's just kind of a reoccurring character, you could do a couple episodes a season. Pop up here and there. Get a nice little payday. That's probably what he'll do. But he is in talks to join Better Call Sal. So we'll keep you posted on that one. And uh, that, my friends will do it for the news. Nice rapid fire. Got through two weeks worth of news to get you up to speed. Let's switch gears over to music and let's run down the top 10 charts. Let's start with albums. Number 10 is Love, Marriage, and Divorce by Tony Braxton and Babyface. 
Number nine is Issues by Issues. <laughs> Number eight is Bruno Mars with an Orthodox Jukebox. Number seven is Katy Perry with Prism. Number six is Lord with Pure Heroin. Number five is Beyonce with Beyonce. Number four is Now 49, the compilation CD. Number three is Cole Swindle with his uh, debut self-titled album, Cole Swindle. Number two is Eric Church with The Outsiders. And the number one album, once again, is the Frozen soundtrack. Switching gears over to the top 10 songs, um, number 10 is Pitbull featuring Kesha with Timber, number 9 is One Republic with Counting Stars, number 8 is Say Something by A Great Big World and Christina Aguilera, number 7 is Team by Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, number 6 is Pompeii by Bastille, number 5 is Drunk in Love by Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, number 4 is All of Me by John Legend, Number three is Talk Dirty by Jason Derulo featuring Two Chains. Number two is Dark Horse by Katy Perry featuring Juicy J. And the number one song in America. I don't know, this song is so damn cheesy to me. But it's Happy by Pharrell Williams. Cause I'm happy. And that song came from Despicable Me 2, which came out like over the summer. How the hell is it the number one song now? I don't know. I don't want to get into it. <coughs> but there you go. Because I'm happy. Um, we also have some new posters on our Facebook page for A Million Ways to Die in the West. And we got the new Godzilla poster. Um, you know, there's always new um, artwork and movie posters and everything posted on the Facebook page. So definitely go like us if you haven't done that yet. All right, we're going to wrap it up as always with our releases for the week. On DVD and Blu-ray this Tuesday, um, great timing, 12 Years a Slave comes out on Tuesday, uh, your Oscar-winning best movie of the year. Um, 12 Years a Slave, Philomena, Old Boy, and The Grandmaster. Uh, those will all be on DVD and Blu-ray this Tuesday. And then releasing on Blu-ray and DVD on Friday, because of course it's got to have its own special day of the week. March 7th, on Friday, The Hunger Games Catching Fire will release on Blu-ray and DVD. In theaters on Friday as well is going to be 300 Rise of an Empire and Mr. Peabody and Sherman. So something for the kids and something for the adults. Uh, I hope to see 300 this weekend and have that review for you next weekend um, after it comes out. Box office top 10. Let's go. Number 10, Ride Along, $3 million. Number 9 is About Last Night, $3.4 million. Number 8, Frozen, 3.6. Number 7 is Pompeii with 4.3. Number 6 is Robocop with 4.5. Number 5 is Three Days to Kill with 4.9. Number 4 is The Monuments Men with 5 million. Number 3 is The Lego Movie with 21 million. Now, The Lego Movie was number 1 last weekend. It was number one for three weeks in a row. So it finally just got bumped. <clears throat> and it got bumped to number three, but still brought in another $21 million. It's doing so well. Number two is a debut. It's Son of God with $26.5 million. And your new number one film is, of course, nonstop. $30 million. The new Liam Neeson movie. I rated it earlier in the show. Three and a half out of five stars. Nonstop is your number one film in America with $30 million. <sighs> and that, my friends, is going to wrap us. So let me shout out to the affiliates, reddragonsradio.com, where you can listen to the show in syndication, the Excess Radio Network, 
<clears throat> where we're in syndication over there with them. You can follow on Twitter at Excess Radio and our buddies over at Ultimate Sports Talk. Uh, UltimateSportsTalk.com. You can follow them on Twitter at ULT Sports Talk. Um, if you go to UltimateSportsTalk.com, you can actually listen to, well, the Oscars just aired, but I was I got to be a guest on uh, the Ultimate Sports Talk show a couple nights ago. Uh, we did a Oscar preview show and uh, spoke with them, gave my predictions, and I was pretty spot on in my predictions. So uh, it was a great episode. We talked everything about the Oscars, and uh, so you can go over to there and actually listen to that episode if you wanted to uh, in syndication, and then this episode will be in syndication on Ultimate Sports Talk as well. For us, we are on iTunes, so if you want to, if you're an Apple person, you want to download, rate, and subscribe, I would definitely appreciate it. Uh, you can get us on iTunes. Um, if you want a direct link, uh, you can obviously just search for us uh, under Am I on the Air. Uh, but if you go to amiontheair.com, which is of course our official webpage, and you should have it bookmarked already, amiontheair.com. Uh, click on the More tab, and then you'll see there's a section that says Affiliates slash iTunes. Uh, if you go on there, there's an iTunes button, and you can just click it, and it'll take you straight to our iTunes page. Other than that, amiontheair.com, go ahead, bookmark it. Follow us on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash amiontheair, at amiontheair. Follow me directly on Twitter at dxdonmega. Um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash amiontheair. And um, if you'd like to listen on the go, you can download the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Download Stitcher, and you can listen to us on Stitcher. Um, the Stitcher app is really, really good, and it updates our episode literally like an hour after I post it. So, um, But if you want to listen on the web, amiontheair.com is your best place to do that. We're on Spreaker as well. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another exciting edition of Am I on the Air? I appreciate your support once again. Um, I know it was a lot of stuff to get through tonight. I hope to be back on track on a weekly basis now. Uh, So thanks for your patience as we kind of got through a little bit of uh, transition there. Um, But that'll do it for us tonight. You have a great night, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Am I on the Air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Red Dragons!